we're back. Welcome to the WG cast after a month break. I'm here with Damien and Chris. How are we going? Good, Good, thank you. Um, I know I've gotten up to a lot of stuff in the uh, break, but I'm not sure if you guys have. Gaming-wise, yes. Gaming-wise, yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Who, do, who don't we start with usually? Not me. You. We never start with you. I've got the most stuff. I can already tell. Okay. I've probably got the least. All right, Damien. <laughs> tell us of your gaming. Uh, well, there's um, been, been the, the standard Payday 2. I've been playing a lot of that. Um, so I won't go into that too much. Bubbles Although- the mind. How much time <laughs> you can put into that game is a lot yeah. of fun with it. Um, I did download a couple of mods yesterday, actually. Did you pay I- for them? Did you pay- yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, Screw you. Which were pretty good. There's the Hollywood shootout mod, which just adds a lot of particle effects when you bullets hit walls and stuff. Grunt and, birthday uh, party style. Sorry? Grunt birthday party. Yeah, except sparks and, and fire and bigger explosions and blood spurts. It makes it look like a Hollywood shootout. Did they um, put Michael Bay credits at the end? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, and then also the messy package one, which uh, increases the Line amount up. of time the, the texture deformities stay. So like the bullet holes, the blood spatters. Okay, sort of so stuff. by the end of your map, you just... Yeah, it lasts for 10 minutes. Out. So after like an assault wave or something like that, they'll just be red and holes everywhere. So Does it like eat your frame rate? or? Uh, I haven't tried it on a long mission yet, mm. but it probably will. <laughs> um, but I'm looking forward to seeing it. There's another one that I was going to try, which has like the, the bodies stay as well. But then I saw a screenshot of what it looks like after yeah. you've killed a mm. hundred guys and it gets pretty difficult to that actually was, see what you're doing. Like tracking all that stuff was one of the problems with the Skyrim save files back on the PS3. Remember how like they got really bloated? Yeah. And it was like slowing people's systems down. It's because it was tracking where every single little thing in the in the game world was, like every single block of cheese. Yeah. And it was just <laughs> annihilating the, the memory. Do you know how they fixed that? Uh, they stopped doing it. Like it was like object dies after a certain like time period in the Fair game. Fair enough. Is that only for like the blood splatter stuff or is that for all It was like all the, you know how every object in Skyrim is like a little physics object? Yeah, yeah. Like it was like that. But like if any time an object wasn't in its original place, like every, a book on a bookcase, so if you knock a bookcase over, it would save all those individual positions. Yeah, yeah. And- Obviously, that took quite a lot of like, space. Why was that a thing just on the PlayStation, though? Uh, it's something to do with the formatting of the files. I, I don't Fair know enough. well enough. Mm. Um, the other games I've been playing, I've got into the, uh, bought into the Killing Floor 2 beta. I'm not normally a beta person, but I enjoyed Killing Floor so much that I had to go and spend $30 on Killing Floor 2. How much um, have you played of it? Probably a good five or six hours. It seems really good. Uh, it's got a, a lack of content at the moment. Um, there's only four of the seven classes available and three maps. Is it like um, Left 4 Dead? Kind of. It's like Horde mode. Okay. Yeah. So basically you're just holding out for as long as you can. And then at the end, there's a boss that you fight. At the moment, there's only the one boss, though they have said that they're going to add a bit of variety into it later on. A game gets recommended to me a lot. It's like, you played Left 4 Dead, buy this game. <laughs> it's a hell of a lot of fun. Um, it's also very difficult. Um, particularly if you're working with people that can't function as a team, um, <laughs> because some of the later waves get quite hectic. How uh, is it compared to the first game? Because I also played a lot of the first. It's better in pretty much every way. So it looks better, uh, feels better, the the weapons handle better. Are you familiar with uh, Red Orchestra? The Devel? No? No, the game. Oh, the game, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they've taken all the weapon handling from that, so the weapons feel a lot more realistic, um, which is really cool. And they've also put a lot of love and effort into a lot of the 3D models and animations and things like that. There's a, a feature called Z-Time, when you kill 
zombies using like headshots sometimes that um, triggers slow motion. And they've um, basically done animations that uh, take advantage of the fact that there's a lot more frames happening in the uh, the same animation period of time. frame rate is a big deal. Like uh, it's something you don't really think about, but uh, if you've got a dude running, like how how smooth that animation is going to be interpolated. Like yeah, that's a one of the things that got changed. Like for this for this newer generation of consoles, a lot of games allowed like a higher higher frame rate for the animations which is weird because you barely ever see it until yeah. you get something mm. like a slow-mo well they're, they're basically doubling or tripling the number of frames in that period of time and they've taken advantage of that by actually having animations that that sort of fill that entire gap yeah because imagine you had that this crazy slow-mo mode but the the animation was like jerking between mm. the frames like yeah it kind yeah. of funny is it still just like kill zombies to get money go to the like go to the uh, exactly yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. yeah it hasn't changed much in that respect although um when I was looking through some of the settings, there's options to change the game mode, um, but there's only one game mode at the moment, so they might be adding some more different stuff into that later on. Cool. Still, uh, pr- like, really bad English voice actors and stuff like that? It's not too bad. Um, oh. I'm playing a female character who's French. Um, so <laughs> They're Frenched out to the, fr- uh, to the French. Well, and there also seems to be a few different shopkeepers as well, yeah. so there's a little bit more variety in that respect too. Same sort of enemies, um, though some of them are more deadly some of them less so um so it's like i said it's like the first game but everything more and done better yeah i remember like i don't know one of the parts i didn't like about the first game all those two things one that the boss was always extremely extremely difficult that has changed yeah that's probably just because i'd never <laughs> play with anyone worth playing with yep um also yeah it just didn't look very good at all um not even like built off time an kind old of thing. Unreal mod or something like that. I think the yeah. original Killing Floor was a a mod for Unreal Tournament or Mo- something like that. Most uh, good games come from mods, apparently. Yeah. So. <laughs> Dota reference. How many yeah. times are we going to reference the news without actually having the news section? <laughs> oh, that wasn't a reference. <laughs> oh, really? Now, this is saying like a lot of good games that I play now come off mods, like Counter Strike and Dota. <laughs> <laughs> Team Fortress um, Two was a mod as well, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, so I can definitely recommend if you're if you're a fan of that horde style um, game mode with a lot of difficulty added into it, it's definitely worth checking out. I would say probably wait until it releases though, because there's really is not a lot of content there at the moment. Um, I would hope that by the time it releases, they're going to have a lot more maps and a lot more weapons, because currently there are four tiers of weapons for each um, character, so you basically have four weapons to choose from. Um, you can buy other classes' weapons, but generally they won't contribute towards your experience or anything like that. So I it's don't kind think of I've ever played an early access game. I don't normally, but like I said, I enjoyed Killing Floor so much that I had to yeah. check it out. Um, don't regret buying it at this stage. Oh yeah, no, so. like I can totally see the appeal to it, like following the development of a game um, mm. that you that you know you're going to like uh, or that you you think you might well like. Yeah, I don't know. It's never it's never happened for me. I ended up playing an early access game that I knew like nearly nothing about and ended up being pretty good like minecraft no it was uh (laughs) uh, i guess but um mighty quest for epic loot i did a review yeah yeah that's yeah that game was like completely different and then like i don't know about a couple of weeks after playing it they just changed every system like everything was different and like it was still fun but like yeah review is completely inaccurate (laughs) no no i made sure i waited till they actually released it properly to do the review so it will be the same now but they took me that was stuff uh, out right a Warframe was the game that I got in on early access and uh, knew nothing about. Actually, then, no, uh, I, did, I did play Warframe, so that, yep. that Dota 2. <laughs> <laughs> True, yep. Then I dumped like 700 hours into it. Um, it has changed drastically. I logged in 
briefly to check it out the other day and they've changed all the sound effects for the bullets hitting shields and things like that. My mind just exploded because <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. <laughs> so you played enough of it that you kind of like on autopilot. Exactly. And yeah. Kind of so like shop, listening for all the sound cues and none of them are there anymore. So <laughs> that's something I've had to really be learning with, with some of the games that I'll play, which I guess we'll talk about soon, but like sound cues in games, like it's something I really overlooked for, for the longest time, mm. but playing MOBAs and then um, now playing Dark Souls 2 is like a really, really important thing. Yeah. Actually the sound stage for Killing Floor 2 is fantastic. There's a lot of different um, effects that they apply to weapons firing, um, you know, distance also, whether you're in open spaces or in closed spaces. That sort of stuff, so that's really cool. Um, Something I always thought the old Battlefield games were really ahead of their time on, on the like the environmental changes of the sounds, like yeah, how yeah. everything sounds really like different depending on where you are. Yeah, that's and always like really a, cool when they a do gun stuff shot like that, from like a mile away or whatever. Would always sound really cool. Yeah, um, and probably the only other game I've played that's worth talking about is um, Army of Two: Devil's Cartel, which I believe you've played, Ryan. Yeah, I played it for like a couple of hours, I think. Yeah, um, I'm probably about two thirds of the way through. It's pretty much a shameless cash-in on the, the franchise. Um, you don't even play as the main characters from the previous two games. You play as the creatively named Alpha and Bravo. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of weird, because I didn't think like they were that popular even when they were out. I mean, I'm sure they, they were had kind of cult base. hits. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there were a lot of people like, I really enjoyed the first one. The second one was decent. The third one, I'm going to finish it, and it's kind of fun, but it's really just a waist-high waist high cover uh, corridor shooter. Um, and the whole idea is like one of the, the main mechanics of the, the series is, um, uh, what do they call it? Switching control between the characters? No. No. The th- are you talking um, about the thing where you aggro, can like- Yeah. yeah, yeah Basically yeah. you take aggro, which allows the other player to flank without being shot at. Okay. Um, and that's present in Devil's Cartel, but there are so many enemies in such a small area that pretty much every piece of cover you run to besides what you start at, has a dude standing behind it who will shoot you. Do you yeah. know if it's um, <laughs> been made by the original developers? Not sure. I haven't looked that far into it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's it pretty much goes through every cliche story note for drug cartel, you know, a traitor in your midst, um, someone gets kidnapped, someone gets killed, all that sort of stuff. So all the tropes are there. Do um, you still have that really cool system where, like, if you're playing with a co-op partner and you're both, like, let's say you're both looking forward and you kind of cross paths, one will, like, duck under the other? I haven't looked at it that closely enough. I'm playing with AI. Um, oh, okay, weird. I've owned two copies of it for a very long time, um, hoping that my wife will actually sit down and play it with me, and I've finally got tired of waiting for her. <laughs> should ask um, me, man. I could be your wife. <laughs> <laughs> he will. Um, I've seen him do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I still need to play through at some stage on the hardest difficulty, so maybe you and I can co-op it or something like that. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Um, could be worth a, a run through. Apparently it is a lot better if you play with another person. It's, yeah, it's bearable. Generally, <laughs> uh, the consensus with the previous two Army of Two day, uh, games as well. So You know what's weird? Like I played that game. I played for two hours. And the game's called Army of Two. And I was running around with four people for the most like most of like the early parts of the game. Yeah, because really you, you run alongside the, the characters from the previous two games. Ah, okay, um, yeah. yeah so two Armies of Two. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Because <laughs> okay, you, you work for a mercenary company called TWO. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> what does it stand for? <laughs> Not sure. I I can't remember. But that came about after like the first game. I think you're playing as guys who are in the army, and then they get sick of taking other people's orders, so they start a mercenary company. And then like shit hits the fan in the second one, and then by the third one, they're like one of the top mercenary companies. So yeah, it's kind of fun. Brainless. It's like you know if you went to the the movies in, in the eighties and 
watch an Arnold Schwarzenegger film or something like that. That's pretty much what the game is. Cool. Or went to watch Avengers Age of Ultron. Oh! <laughs> I haven't seen that yet, so. <laughs> Stern shit. <laughs> Beep. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about it or not, but um, I don't know. Let's branch out a little bit from video games so far into the board game world. <laughs> um, we started playing a game called Arcadia Quest, and mm-hmm. I'm, I thought it's pretty interesting. Um, do you want to kind of just like set up how you play and that kind of stuff? Yeah, sure. So basically, it's a game that can be played by two to four players. Um, the four player number being much better than than having less than that because it just gets really chaotic <laughs> if you have more people, which is kind of the fun of it. So you, at the start of the game, you pick th- three characters that are going to be part of your guild, um, and they all have their own special powers and things like that. So, for example, you might have a character that um, when it attacks with a certain type of attack, the recipient can't roll defense dice, meaning that it's any hits are pretty much automatic wounds. Um, and the way the game plays out is you activate a member of your guild, they have movement points that they can use, and then they can attack. Um, is there like a map that you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like a grid-based thing. Okay. Uh, you basically have tiles that you lay down in the shape of the scenario that you're playing, and it'll be quest things that you need to fulfill. Um, so there's always a PvP quest. So you want to strive to be the person to kill someone else from another guild, um, but you also want to complete a PVE quest because you can't win the match without completing one of both. So cool. Yeah, I think it's cool. Like the whole like this is the first game I've played that has like persistence throughout scenarios and that kind of yeah. stuff. Um, I thought it was pretty interesting, but I think I've kind of backed myself into a wall of being very mediocre in a field <laughs> of, like, awesome players. Ah, the mediocrity wall. Yeah. yeah. The, um, the tiles consist of a three-by-three grid, and Ryan pretty much did not leave his three-by-three grid for the majority of the three scenarios <laughs> it's that really we played. Hard. <laughs> so it's kind of like a role-playing game as well? Uh, kind of. Um, your characters don't really level up, per se, but you buy extra equipment and skills and stuff that can sometimes give them extra health and yeah, all that okay. sort of stuff. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I'm a huge fan of persistence in board games, tabletop games, that sort of stuff. So I've never uh, stuck with anything long enough to do it. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, I tried um, D&D once. I played it, like, I came back the week the following week to play it again, and that mm. was the end of it, pretty Fair much. Yeah. yeah, one of my favorite games uh, is called Necromunda. Uh, or Necromunda, depending on how you want to pronounce it. Um, it's from Games Workshop. It's basically you, you play as a gang, and after each sort of fight, you get credits and experience towards building your, your gang up, and eventually they'll get to a point where they're just ridiculously powerful. So yeah, That's cool. it's a lot of fun. Cool. Did, did all those systems exist before video games, or was it a case of like, uh, those D&D? like D&D, for example? Like, I was think all the leveling D&D's up been around since the 70s, which and was it always a leveling up thing? I believe so. Yeah, yeah I'd so say it was video games that, taking from board games yeah, instead so of the other way around. That's pretty interesting, actually. Yeah. Like, yeah. like that, like RPG systems and games came from tabletop games. Yeah, well, I mean, you you often see them referred to as like CRPGs, which is generally shorthand for saying it is a traditional RPG portrayed in computer format. Okay, so like your um, what am I thinking of? The top down ones. All those old school star ones? Baldur's no, Gate, we're, we're talking like, like uh, yeah, like Baldur's Gate, uh, Neverwinter Nights, um, The Witcher. Infinity Engine extent. games. That's what I wanted to say. <laughs> yeah, that sort of stuff. Um, so they're, they're generally what you'll term a CRPG. Um, so uh, as I said, I'm pretty sure D&D has been around since the, the 70s or something like that. And I'm pretty sure gaming was 80s, maybe late 70s. Yeah, but I mean, there wouldn't be any RPG mechanics yeah. until yeah, like the 90s. Yeah, until so. quite a twi- quite a long time after that. Uh, there'd be plenty of RPGs in the 80s, I would imagine, if you looked hard enough. Yeah, true. Yeah. All the old JRPGs and that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Cool. Have you been playing anything else? Nothing that really springs to mind. I haven't had a lot of motivation to play stuff besides Payday 2 and Killing Floor 2. So The old grind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> still a lot of fun. I'm still really enjoying it, um, particularly given that uh, Overkill have basically committed to supporting Payday 2 for an extra two years on top of what they cool. had originally they must, planned. There's a lot of people still playing, isn't there? Yeah, well, they, they ran this thing where they were trying to get two million people um, in their Steam group, and they managed to do that, and they said because of that, they're going to support the game for longer than they had originally intended. Sick. And they got their microtransactions in that that are funding it? or Sometimes. There's a lot of content that gets released for free, but there's also paid DLC, which yeah, is usually yeah. anywhere from 5 to $10, depending on how much you get. That's um, like the, the bigger stuff. More missions. Yeah, yeah, and they recently did... Um, a couple of supported DLCs, one of which was limited time, um, where you could basically buy it and you get some extra cool stuff, but that would also be going towards them developing more DLC for it. So obviously the funds were getting a little bit tight at some point. So. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, Chris, so, I've heard that you have joined an elitist group of assholes called Dark Souls 2 players. Hey, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I definitely have. Yeah. <laughs> I was speaking of like uh, the old grind. I've, I've kind of gotten mine off my back. I haven't played a Mobra in like three, four weeks. Um, you know, I've got my, I got you, my coin. Has your skin <laughs> stopped itching? And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been going to meetings. I've got my coin. Like, uh, yeah, it's been a hard time, but, you know, like uh, 12 steps to... Not playing Mobas every have night. Have you missed it? Or, like, was it a conscious decision to Honestly, stop playing Mobas? Like, or? One of the reasons why I got this, like, ridiculously fast new internet was so I could play Mobas without a ping. <laughs> I got the internet and I haven't played it since then. Wow. I don't know. Like, I, I, at some point I looked at just the hour count of how much time I'd spent playing, like, Dota and LOL combined, and I was like, crap. That is, like, that's such a significant amount of time there that I could have done so many different things. Mm. Like, I could have read, like, Hundred books, or I could have like imagine all the skills you could have learned. Yeah, yeah, you know, like I could, I could have like think did, of how many tables you could have made. Yeah, like, I could have like made so much wood. <laughs> I could have carved all the wood. <laughs> thousand hours, like people say that if you dedicate yourself to something for ten thousand hours, you're going to be a true expert at it, like like a proper. Like, and you see that as wasting a tenth of that time, basically. Yeah, well, not not like wasting it because I really enjoyed it, but like mm. even if if I wasn't going to like do somebody, uh, learn some skill or whatever, I could easily have been playing all these other games, like. In a thousand hours, how many different experiences could you have? Like, how many cool little indie games could you play? Or how many, like, like all different genres that you've not played before? And I, I just started thinking this is just a yeah. thing. Like, That's why I'm kind of glad that um, Jared recently bought GTA Five on PC, because he's playing that at the moment. So we're not playing Payday 2 religiously, yeah. which means mm. I'm looking through my games going, what haven't I played? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, saying that, like, there, there is a good side to it. Like, you're obviously in the same boat with Payday. Um like you get a game with that much depth or with that much kind of like that much of a tail on it that it's really cool to continue going back to it and finding new things yeah. and that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, like Ryan said, I've been playing Dark Souls 2. <laughs> um, I bought it at like the worst possible time. Like I bought it like a week before the um, Scholar of the First Sin edition came out. So ah. I, I have the old one with all the DLC, but it doesn't have the new graphics and all that right. stuff. Saying that though, I've never played it before. So it's, it's all new to me anyway. And I'm really, really enjoying it. Like, uh, What made you buy it? I don't know. Like I... I I kind of hovered my mouse over the store page like once Maybe or he twice. just hates himself. Yeah. Well, there's that. <laughs> You've got to be a certain kind of masochistic mm. to enjoy these games, as I've been finding out. Um, yeah, like I, I occasionally have gone back to look at it and go, oh, Dark Souls, maybe I wouldn't like it, maybe I would. Uh, and then I, I was talking to you, Ryan, on Steam, I think it was, I was like, I'm really thinking about getting Dark Souls 2, and you're like, get it. Yeah. Just get it. I'm like, yeah, okay. And um, yeah, I've been hating myself a whole bunch more recently, yeah. so it's perfect. <laughs> 
I actually own Demon Souls and both Dark Souls, and I've not played any of them. I got them. I got Ryan them all for free two. at various points. Um, Damn. So, what humble bundles and stuff? They're all on. Uh, Demon Souls is on PlayStation, and uh, yeah. uh, Dark Souls One and Two I got for free on um, Xbox through Gold uh, Games Games of Gold, oh, something cool. like that. Or maybe I paid like a few dollars for it, but yeah, yeah, I, big discount or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, Ryan recommended two to be the first one that I played. Like, I was looking at Dark Souls one. And he was like, "Nah, I just skipped two. I, I don't know why, but like, uh, I get the feeling that it's a good intro to the series. But I've also heard people say that it's the hardest one. <laughs> two, yeah, two is from what I've heard by far the easiest one. Okay, but and I didn't. That's I, been my experience as well. Is that people consider two to be the easier of the three right. iterations? Perfect of four now, I guess. Yeah, so. I didn't recommend I've heard it. Bloodborne to you. was much easier. Uh, I didn't recommend <laughs> it to you because it was easier. I just recommended it because like it's. I don't know, it plays a lot better. Like You've you, refined it, basically. Yeah, you have to forgive a lot to, like, Dark Souls. Cause, like, the original. Yeah, there's, or I haven't played Demon Souls, but I'm guessing it's the same thing. But, like, you know, just small, like, graphical things. Like, things don't look very good some places or, I don't know. Um, Bit of janky animations and things like that. Yeah, animations, like, some gameplay mechanics you might not get. And, I don't know, it's just easy to go to 2 and then, you know, if you oh, like yeah, because, it. Oh, yeah, because Dark Souls 2 is so easy to get. <laughs> Easier. Oh man, um, it's the most obtuse, like ridiculous design. It's awesome. Like I love it, but it's, just, it's on purpose too, which is yeah, the great yeah. part about That's it. That's the thing, and the mecha- the combat mechanics as well, like how slow your swing is and all that. It's like completely deliberate by all accounts. Yeah, which is the weirdest thing. Yeah, if you come to it, like like I did, like uh, E3 2011 or something. The first time we went over there, um, you know, I did that frantic run around West Hall at the end of the show. Yep. Um, I I ran up to the booth and I was like, "What the hell is this?" I didn't know what it was. Just like this <laughs> kind of like old castly looking booth. Ran in there, played like five minutes of Dark Souls one without knowing what it was, like before it became like like a widely known about thing. Yep. And um, yeah, I'm like, this is just outrageously, unforgivingly difficult. And I just ran away. I literally carried <laughs> running around. The, like, yeah. Um, one of the things. Skeletons. Yeah, one of the things I find very interesting about it is like you come across a lot of games where there's been um stuff that people hate about the game that is an intentional design choice. Like for instance the the clunkiness of um Isaac from the uh Dead Space series. Yeah. Or, or the time from mechanic. Binding of Isaac. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> time mechanic. Um, literally and exactly the same thing. Yeah. That sort of thing. So like their intentional design choices to add tension and, and all that sort of stuff to the game. Or the original Resident Evil games. Yeah. Tank controls. Yeah, exactly. You know, and that's just that one mechanic that was intentional. Demon Souls and Dark Souls and Bloodborne are Everything in there is intentional. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's horrible. I think like, the difference is like with any Dark Souls or Souls game or even Bloodborne, it's a community of people like playing it. It's not just like I'm just going to sit down. Like there's been countless amount of hours people have put into the game to try and discover stuff. And like yeah. it's more of just like it's kind of like Fez where, you know, you might be doing something and then you'll go online and say, I've uh, seen that someone else has done something else in that like place you were differently. So you go back and then you try it and then you. Tell people what you found. And like, the note system is amazing for that yeah. as well. I don't know if you know about it, Damien. Like basically, yeah, you're- I know a lot about it. It's one of those games that I, I encounter all the time, but I've never played. So it's almost as fun to talk about it, like as well. Yeah, to like play, for sure. To play it, just like especially support groups. Yeah, um, <laughs> like I said, going to meetings. Because yeah. <laughs> our other friend is playing it as well, and like you two, is, it's your first experience, and I get to tell you what I learned and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, no, it's just really cool. Like you'll uh, like at one point, Ryan was like uh, watching me play or, or trying to watch me play on the Steam. What, what do they call it? Steam streaming. Yeah, so didn't like, work. Know, yeah, um, but yeah, he was like, "I'll oh, go through there. Like this is a secret wall. You know, you can do this." And because the game is so oppressively difficult, you don't feel bad. Like you can go. <laughs> it's not like you're going to go online and just like follow the the. Like a constant tutorial or whatever, but it's okay to go up and look up how systems work. 
Like yeah. you don't feel guilty about. It. Like if you were playing like a, a regular single player game, you'd be like, "Well, I personally don't like going up and just looking up tutorials and walkthroughs and stuff." Like, I, I try not stupid. to. Stupid. Yeah. Like people buy the, the guide to go with the game, and it's like, "What are you doing? Like, <laughs> yeah. Want to just watch someone play it?" It's like point? when people use like cheats to become invincible and stuff. You're like, "Well, what's the point in playing a game if there's I've, no challenge?" I've done my fair share of cheating in GTA games. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little bit different, though. Yeah, it's um, like sandbox. Like you're supposed to. Just yeah, mess around, exactly. You know, they're there for they're there for that reason. But yeah, I mean, like, I just, I love, specifically, I love the way the environment's designed in Dark Souls 2. Like, it's, it's like, really fractally. Like, you'll have central areas that kind of spine off, and then, like, those paths will then split off into other paths and onto other paths, and, like, you'll end up with all these different, like, directions that you can kind of, like, push in to, to, to try and find secrets and all that kind of stuff. So even yeah. that's, like, a lot different than the other games. People don't like that very much. Really? Because, yeah, in Dark Souls 1 and even Bloodborne and Demon's Souls, like, it was less, like, kind of branching paths instead it was like things that would just wrap around each other okay and you'd be playing like a level and um you get like an an, uh, an hour into that level and you're like oh, i really need to find a bonfire because i'm going to die with all these souls and you'll find like a door and you open the door and you realize that you're back at the bonfire you're oh, at okay. last time because like, every time i've done, I've found that in the game i've been really happy because you, you kind of get the satisfaction of like i've completed this like pathway like yeah. I, i've explored that part of the world without having to run back along the pathway <laughs> i mean i guess both have their merits but um yeah, I've I don't really, really been enjoying it. Like, yeah. I just like how, how kind of spindly it is. Like, I just imagine this map in my head of all these different places <laughs> that you can go to. And it's like, oh, so if I go left, left, right, all the way down through that area, there's this door that I haven't been through yet, but I'm scared to go in. So I'll come back and do yeah. that. Later. <laughs> like, you get these the, misty uh, doors. The oh. JRPG in me gets paralyzed by indecision when I get given forks because I'm like so used to taking one path and then a cutscene happens and then you can't get back go, to where you came oh, from. Yeah. 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 So every time I come across like a branching path, I'm like, <sighs> how'd you go uh, with human revolution the deus ex game because I, I had a real problem with that in that game in that there was such like defined paths like it was like go through the vent or do the thing i just kind of forced myself to not care about it see um, I, I would go through to the thing and then come all the way back around to check the other path and then, then <laughs> complete the level like, i get to the end of the level and then go to all the other paths and yeah so really generally I'll, I'll explore if i'm able to come back but there are a lot of games where basically you hit some invisible point and then all of a sudden you can't go back anymore and yep. that drives me insane completion it's need not apply yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> <laughs> the whole you know idea of having to have a walkthrough with you so that you don't miss like spots that you can't come back to or you have to face like another 10 hours of gameplay to get back to that point is just really irritating to me so yeah branching paths are not my favorite thing <laughs> <laughs> and this is uh there's there's that tension like i know what you're talking about i totally have the same thing like i, I if I go one way and don't go the other, I'm always thinking about the other path. Combine that with just how difficult the combat is and the general like tension of the, the game anyway, like all, all the world design and how evil everything is. It's a real horrible experience, <laughs> but it's awesome. You should totally play it. <laughs> I will eventually get around to playing it. Um, again, my pile of shame is quite large. So yeah, unfortunately it's going to be a while before I get to that particular franchise or Fair franchises. Enough. So, I mean, like, yeah, I've been playing Dark Souls. Um, I can ask or answer any questions. Maybe not. Uh, so, aside from that, I flipped a coin. One side of the coin was XCOM, which I've already played a whole bunch of. The other side of it was um, City Skylines, because I played SimCity for, like, 400 hours or something <laughs> ridiculous. The new one? Uh, City Skylines. No, uh, SimCity. Yeah, the new SimCity, yeah. Oh, I really, wow. really like that new SimCity. Oh, okay. Like, I don't care what anybody says about it. Like, it was a very well-designed game with a couple of flaws, but not those flaws weren't actually the flaws that people all talk about. And the city size wasn't really even that big of a problem. People were just playing it wrong. 
like I don't, I'm, I'm probably angering everyone who yeah. listens to this right now. But it literally was like the the game. Right, was I feel like right. a lot of people have probably moved on from SimCity now. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, the the way you were supposed to play it was about population density and not necessarily the area that you cover. Like you can put like ten thousand people into one single block, but you build it up instead of out. Yep. Um, and yeah, I would have appreciated bigger maps, but I'm talking about SimCity now for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, I've I've heard that City Skyline is the is the game that SimCity should have been for a lot of people. Yep. And I know other people who like SimCity as well that have said that it's really good and they've recommended it to me. So I figure I'll give it a try at some point. Um, but I flipped the coin and found XCOM instead. So I'm playing XCOM now. <laughs> yeah. I'm really enjoying you it. You should, um, because I've seen you've actually playing the PC version. You should yep. check out the Long War mod if you feel like you've played a lot of the original one and you want to get some more out of it. Um, I haven't tried it myself, but I hear that it makes the game a shit ton longer, a yep. lot more difficult, and adds a lot more technology it's into like it as well. It's like a marathon mode on Civ Five, right? Like you, it's like everything's like takes five times as long to happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's like extra technology and all that sort of stuff. So it's it's a fairly extensive mod. I've got um, a few mods for it. I've not, I, I tend to shy away from mods that change gameplay and add items and stuff because I always think that like there, there's a certain amount of um, balance that de- developers kind of intentionally yeah. put into it. And adding units kind of kind of messes with it. Well, everything that I've read about the Long War um, shows that it, it's by like hardcore fans. That yeah, they've gone to a lot of effort to make sure that everything's got kind of like its counterpoint and all that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, for sure. So, like, I mean, I I totally respect that. Like, I imagine that it's really well designed, but I have this like mental tick that I can't get over. It's like, yeah, oh, I'm the same as well. In, like, you know? I'll try stuff out, but then I'll invariably just go back to the vanilla game because even though the developer can come and um, patch it and make a weapon more powerful, like on a whim, like yeah. it, there's no reason why they'd be any more like entitled to change it. Yeah. But I guess it's my own internal. It's actually trouble. really cool because <laughs> there's um some mods that you can get for Payday Two um that actually have the overkill seal of approval. Basically, they've said you know. We like what people have done with this mod. So, I thought it was made by doesn't Star break Breeze. the game. Uh, Starbreeze is one of the logos that show up, I think, at the start of the game, but it's Overkill Software. Starbreeze might be a publisher, actually. Maybe I'm. Could be, yeah. Because they, their logo props up before Brothers Taylor Two Sons. Um, yeah, maybe they're a publisher. Maybe. I'm not sure. Yeah, I honestly don't Information pay a lot of attention podcast. To yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't pay a lot of attention to publishers and, and developers and things like that. I really like that. I find it really interesting to, to follow the kind of business side of it. Um, either way, though. Oh, but yeah, XCOM. Um, I've played it. I played through it to completion and then played again on, I think, on hard mode or just regular mode, but on Iron Man. Mm. But I don't know. Like, my game clock says 80 hours, even though like 20 or so of those were someone else playing it. And I don't feel like I really got everything out of it, and I really enjoyed the time that I did spend playing it. So I'm I'm really having a good time playing it again. On you're playing Enemy Within. Yeah, 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 for sure. Like that's the other thing as well. Like um, with the expansion, I only played it for like maybe ten, twenty hours. I only did like half a run through. So there's a lot of that stuff is still new. Yeah. Um, speaking of not liking adding characters and weapons and stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah. that's a whole like gameplay yeah. overhaul. Like the entire <laughs> systems have been added by that, like, and they're really cool as well. A lot of new weaponry and stuff too, I think. Yeah, like you yeah. can do, make your guys into mech troopers or like psionic people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, playing it on the on the harder difficulty is it's a different game. Like the actual tactical. Like, yeah, you were saying you were stuff. playing it on classic difficulty with Iron Man. Yeah. Um, and for those not familiar, Iron Man basically means you can't save during missions. So. Well, you can save, but you can't like reload. Like it saves every single turn on its own. Like yeah. you, you can't like if you're. Really can't important. save scum. Yeah, you can't be a safe scum. Basically, yeah. <laughs> I actually tried. Like, uh, I did. I was doing this um, special mission where you get a, a hero character, which is really powerful and really useful. 
Um, he got annihilated by the, the cheesiest, most unfair thing. Mm. Um, I, I immediately, as he died, I hit control, delete, and tried to kill the game. Uh. <laughs> didn't work. <laughs> they designed the Iron Man very well. Yeah. Yeah. So that's not a feature I would enjoy playing, even though I don't really reload. Uh, I like the option there if something like goes unfairly and horribly wrong. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I used know. it a lot when I was uh, when I played Fire Emblem. It's really easy just to turn it off, turn it back on, make sure that person doesn't die forever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, between XCOM and Dark Souls 2, I'm playing some of those punishing games I yeah. haven't owned. <laughs> I don't know, it's good fun. Although the new XCOM's got nothing on the older ones. Yeah. If you want a real From challenge, you should play uh, Terror from the Deep. I've never successfully finished that. Yeah. Cool. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared, should I say. <laughs> Is that it for you then? Um. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I think so. I've been doing a lot of other stuff, like I've been reading. Got a dog, lost the dog, found the dog again. Yeah, all in a that, day. That, that whole saga today was not fun. Yeah, which part? Um, the the I know which part. Yeah. Uh, anyway, well, um, no, no, the the ups and downs you went through, where your dog went missing and all that sort of stuff. So dog thing. dog yeah. matching description found. True, true. Um, but it's costing you what, fifty bucks to get it back or something. Add a add a one at the front. Yeah. <laughs> 150. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty, yeah. pretty crap. I, I said to you before, welcome. That is like the, the ever present hole in your wallet now. Yeah. That money leaks out of. No, I've, I've had it for like four days and it's usually cost me like half a grand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like actually, no, way more than that now. I think about it like, like 750 bucks. Wait, wait until she gets sick or something like uh, that. Yeah. Um, I mean, whatever. To- I've, I've taken her on board on purpose, but. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of like a good primer for what it's going to be like to have kids, I think. So. Oh, you said that with such an air of certainty, like it's going <laughs> to happen. <laughs> People keep saying that. People keep saying I'm turning into a dad or like an uncle or something. Like, I hate it. Well, you kind of had to, given your uh, housemates. Hey, so. oh, <laughs> reference for everyone in the audience. Yeah. <laughs> and we're back. Um, I did that right on um, Pitch Perfect. Anyway, compared to you guys, I've been playing a lot. Um, Thank God, because we did not have a lot to talk about. Yeah, um, <laughs> so I had uh, my first chance to actually sit down and play the PS4 properly with a few games. Um, first one is uh, The Order 1886, uh, and I really like that. I feel like it's one of those games that like everyone just hopped on the bandwagon for not liking. I really want to like, play it. Oh, it's too short or whatever, but like, I don't know, I just felt like it was a really solid game. Um, I'm not going to say it's like perfect or anything, but... Um, it feels like the Mass Effect 3 all over again, where everyone's getting down on a decision the developers have made, and it's their game, so yeah. like, they can make the choices that they want to. I mean, I really like short games, like I have a history of, well, my favourite game is probably like eight hours, so... What is that? Spec Ops. Oh, yeah. Fair. WG's game of the year. Every Unless year. <laughs> you're playing that on FUBA. Yeah, In which yeah. case, you could probably add another... Four like, hours to that. So. Yeah, <laughs> that um, sounds horrible. I, I remember the normal normal difficulty being quite hard on that. Fubar was very very difficult. Um, but yeah, like the shooting's really good. The only, like there's are there are a few problems. Like most of the weapons that you probably saw in the trailers and stuff, like the thermite gun, stuff like that, you don't see very much. It's mainly just like regular kind of carbines. Um, there is a pistol that you get quite often called the Duelist, which is like a double barreled pistol and it shoots twice whenever you shoot it. Which is <laughs> oh, no. that's pretty fun. <laughs> The thermite rifle was pretty yeah. awesome at E3. See, I remember playing with the thermite rifle, and all I thought was how unsatisfying it was. Like the first time I used it, it was like, "Oh, this is really cool, really interesting." Really, you didn't spray thermite above a bunch of dudes and light it on fire, and no, then I did, fire but- trickles down on them, and they start screaming. I, I did, but after the like, that was very time that I did that, it was kind of <laughs> like, "Okay, this is just kind of annoying now." Like I, I want to just be able to shoot this guy. Yep. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, I don't play many shooters, so whatever. Well, yeah. maybe, maybe that's why they're not as present in the game as, as some people would like, because it gets old very fast. I don't know. I feel like if you're going to have a game in that setting, you should just own it and just, I don't know, just go, go, go all out. <laughs> um, there's like arc throwing weapons and like stuff like that. It's pretty cool. Um, there's also a cool cameo, uh, cameo by Nikola Tesla. <laughs> nice. Um, oh, they, they resurrected him for it, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> You go into his like workshop because he works for your order or whatever, and um, you look at one of the kind of drawings he's done on his desk. You flip it over, and it's got like Nikola Tesla on one side, uh, Edison on the other, and on Edison he's like drawn like goat ears and like devil yeah. horns and stuff like that. <laughs> like a target with some darts. Yeah, <laughs> um, I thought stuff like that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just I kind of liked it. I guess review forthcoming. In coming, yeah. <laughs> um, I also got to play Bloodborne, which um, I'm glad I actually got to play in a timely fashion. I didn't think I'd actually be able to play that for a while before I actually got like an app, a PS4 for myself Getting and stuff. Yeah, on the community stuff you were talking about earlier? Um, yeah, I did actually. Um, not as much as I did for Dark Souls 2 because I had a friend playing it pretty much at the same pace I was, maybe like an hour ahead of me every time, yeah. which kind of annoyed me because I was trying to get past <laughs> him. Um but yeah, if you like the kind of environment design of Dark Souls 2, um, Bloodborne's a very like horror-themed game. Um, you might even like like it. Um, I don't want to say Lovecraftian, but like it's very kind of like I don't know. Lovecraftian, <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of stuff. yeah. yeah. Um, also, the gameplay is I wouldn't say uh, that much different, but they've made changes to where it feels different. Like in Dark Souls 2, I bet you've well, you haven't. You haven't been playing with a shield, but oh no, I have, I've gone back to the shield. Uh, okay. I, I tried, I tried two-handing a weapon for for a while, and then I realised that <clears throat> even though your attacks do more damage, overall it was it's just a worse experience. It's harder because you can't block. Yeah, and even if you do, you're taking like crap with. Yeah, well, in like let's say Dark Souls two with the sword and shield, you go up to someone, you hold the shield up, and you wait for them to attack, and then you attack, and it's kind of like that kind of loop. With Bloodborne, you obviously don't have any uh, any blocking. There is a shield in the game, but it's purposely like useless you really can't bad. use it like you'll just die straight away and it says like in the um in the item description that you shouldn't use it so um yeah you have to be like a lot more offensive so you're just like running up to people like slashing them and dodging Calling them names yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um throwing pebbles at them <laughs> um and also you have the pistol as well which is kind of cool like i don't know it's only a kind of parrying device have you ever got into the parrying system i've never I've never had an enemy swing a weapon at me and do anything other than block or jump out of the way. Yeah, like, right. Trying to, like, bounce them back out of it yeah. is just not worth it. <laughs> like, uh, all enemies have, like, this timing window where if you shoot them in the face with a pistol, they'll go down, and then you can just do, like, a kind of critical or visceral attack, I think it's called. Um, critical or visceral That's attack. what it's called. It's <laughs> called know. visceral, but it's a stupid name. Um, <laughs> I find it a lot harder than Dark Souls 2. Um, and also, uh, I say this in review, but um, the kind of difficulty scale is more kind of linear instead of, I think Dark Souls 2 goes up pretty high, then in the middle of the game just gets really easy, and then at the end it kind of gets harder, but this one's just like, trying to, it kind of keeps like the same level of hardness throughout, except for the bosses, which are always goddamn really hard. <laughs> are there <laughs> um, any cheesy uh, multiple bosses, so you bosses where there's three things to kill? Because I hate that so much. It's the worst thing ever. The, yes, there's a couple. There's one where it's just like three people who all do different attacks. Like one will stay back and throw fire, and one will. But like I don't know, I didn't. I don't mind those kind of attack uh, bosses. And there's one where it's kind of it's a witch, and it's just like a small thing in the corner of the room who spawns. It's like 
ghosts, I guess, or just creatures. And like you have to kill them before you actually find her and kill her. And weird kind of stuff. It's I don't just know. a different kind of design as opposed to just like a big evil looking thing. That's, That's another thing. Dark Souls 2, 90% of the bosses are just humanoid, either like giant human creatures, uh, human things, or small human things, or um, I don't know, something like that. Whereas, what about that crazy thing in the bowels of that ship? The, the, it's like, oh, like yeah, a horse, yeah. but it's just like two-sided, and there's the, the one half of it's got the two swords, the other half of it's got the chain or yeah, whatever. Yeah, the mace or whatever. Yeah, that that's horrible. like- that's That like, sounds messed up. Yeah, <laughs> it, it really is. Bloodborne, every episode, uh, every, sorry, every uh, boss oh. is uh, messed up. Like, the first guy is kind of normal. It's just like a human who, once you get him down to enough health, turns into a werewolf, which is fun. That's um, the one I've seen, and it looks really cool. Yeah, and then um, there's also the cleric beast, which is like- they do more like kind of giant monstery types, which not only um, are you scared of them because like you know you you have like ten thousand souls on you, you don't want to lose them or blood echoes. Sorry, <laughs> but I don't know. They just like look really creepy. They do a really good job at like just making things that you don't want to go near. Yeah, even with like the the normal enemies. Um, about like you're about five into the five hours into the game, you get like a lot of variation between like enemies and environments. Whereas first, it's more just like kind of London kind Gothic of horror yeah movie. that kind of stuff um but yeah obviously really enjoyed it um i'm really keen to play it yeah i gotta finish dark souls 2 first <laughs> and uh, get myself a ps4 but <laughs> um what else i've all right speaking of mods before um ea i actually logged on to origin uh believe it or not um uh, about eight free games yeah um <laughs> i got oh i Got a uh, Origin bundle that came with Dragon Age, which I played, and I played it for two hours. So I won't talk too much about it. But um, I got Theme Hospital for free, and uh, I don't know. Yeah, I got that as well. Theme that? Hospital is like one of these games that always go back to like five years apart. Like <laughs> I played it five years ago, and then five years ago before that. Um, I had to install a mod to get it running at the right resolution because like the <laughs> highest resolution it went to was like nine sixty by like five forty or some shit like that. Is theme theme hospital the one where you can get the guys with the inflated heads? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I yep. remember that quite fondly. Um, Never actually played Theme Hospital, but I've seen a lot of people play it. It's fun. Um not my kind of game. Yeah. Um I was a roller coaster tycoon guy. I played Theme Park instead of theme Roller Park World? Uh yeah. I had that on the PS one. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Um Saint developers obviously Bullfrog were like really good at like sim games. Um what was also really good at um uh, what was that franchise? Syndicate, I think it was. Oh, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a really awesome game. Also, very difficult. <laughs> um, also, the movies where you played, like you made like a movie studio. That was cool. I don't know. Sim games are weird. Um, but yeah, I'll, it's like I'll report back about City Skylines. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's one of those things. I'm sure you guys have like experienced it where you play a game and it's like insanely hard, or you just can't get past a level, and you come back to it like ages and ages. Um. Like, like, wow, younger me was terrible. Yeah, it just yeah. like I do that all the time. Rayman, a few mouse clicks, you win. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with that. Um, I've gotten past where I got stuck in like five years ago, which is weird that I can remember. <laughs> um, that's probably all I should talk about. Obviously, I've been playing Dark Souls Two, uh, Scholar of the First Sin, which is it's how far through that are you? Are you past where I am? Nah, I'm not very... I'm taking it really slowly because I only played Dark Souls 2, like, I only finished it about four or five months ago. Okay. So I'm just, like, taking it slow and just doing everything at my own pace. Final secrets and stuff. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Like, seeing what's new. You need to tell me more secrets. Yeah. <laughs> Please tell me the secrets. <laughs> um, One thing I wanted to mention was the Steam in-home streaming. 
Um, I've been using that to play Dark Souls, uh, and it has completely screwed me over on multiple occasions. How's that? <laughs> that? Yeah, the first couple of times I played it, uh, for a few hours at a time, it was pretty much fine the entire time. Like, I just had my, like, small laptop hooked up to my TV, and it was like, yeah, easy peasy, like, sweet as. A couple of times I've been playing it, and the connection has dropped out. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you don't want that happening in a game like Dark Souls. Like, you get completely destroyed by even just a really simple enemy, lose all your souls. Like, I was on the way back to collect a big pile of souls, and they got destroyed by just connection problems. Nice. So I was really, really upset with that. <laughs> no pausing in that game either. No, yeah, it's horrible. Like, you get phone calls, like, go away. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, was, I was so ready. Like, if we did the podcast a couple of weeks ago when we were planning on doing it, um, I was going to be singing the praises of it, like Steam, the in-home streaming. Like it worked so well and so easily. And I wasn't even intending on using it. I just opened up my laptop, and instead of saying play, it said stream. And I was like, oh yeah, try this one out. But yeah, it completely, completely ruined the game. <laughs> <laughs> so screw you, in-home streaming. Should we address why uh, we've been really busy the last month? I guess. Um, yeah, we had meant to do a podcast, but there was just one thing after another that prevented us from doing it. So we're not dead. <laughs> I think we I think we called it as well, like the first episode. I'm pretty sure we did, like in before something happens where we can't do it in a fortnight. And this is after and... all the delays that stopped the first episode from happening. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so delay cast. Yeah. Um so that's yeah. all right, all like three of you out there that listen to us religiously, we apologize. So. <laughs> um, Legions of fans, Damien. <laughs> Legion. Um, I guess that's gonna be it for this episode. Kind of just like a to say hey, what's up? Quick check. Yep. Yeah, check in. Um, we'll hopefully have a proper full cast uh, in the next two weeks. Um, back in here. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyone have any closing comments? Anything like that? Well, Not really. Combat 10 looks pretty interesting. We should start playing that because we have that. There you go. Yeah. All right. <laughs> all right. That's been this episode of the WG cast. Um, stay tuned. Hopefully in two weeks we'll have another one. <laughs> hopefully. Two yeah. Ciao. All right. Thanks for listening.